0: BLOB TALK RADIO (laughs)
1: Y'all, <laughs> measuring truth. Talk Radio. <laughs> yeah, all those other stations out there, they always got something to say. Shut <laughs> sure. up, but uh, not this station right here. We don't just got something to say, y'all. Welcome Truth Seekers, you're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com and I'm your host Michael Fordham. Look if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the Blog Talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call, the number is 347-326-9470 or if you like you can tweet me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also if you haven't yet why don't you look me up on Facebook. I'm I'm Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. The Date Whisperer, considered to be the Olivia Pope, Oprah Winfrey, and Martha Stewart of dating. The Date Whisperer possesses a unique combination of problem-solving skills, passion, and expertise in identifying and addressing challenges in dating commonly referred to as the relationship fixer. The Date Whisperer has over 10 years of experience solving the romantic relationship problems of men and women from all walks of life. Whether it is a successful corporate tycoon that keeps striking out at love, a young professional struggling to make sense of a relationship that just won't progress, or a single parent ready for a fresh start. The Date Whisperer has successfully tackled the unique challenges of her diverse clients. Her insight comes from an innate gift to quickly assess her clients during their first meeting to identify harmful character traits that are hindering them from finding their true love. Combined with her experiences gleaned from the medical profession, being an entrepreneur and a mother that has experienced the highs and lows of dating, the Date Whisperer has a holistic approach to relationships that consistently leaves her clients 100% satisfied. There's only one catch. You must follow all her rules. Tia Hill, welcome to A Measure of Truth. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I'm excited to have you on and um you know, that's that's quite a big title there. The date whisperer. You you are you you sound like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Just in that title.
2: I, I <laughs> I would love to say that I do. Um, oh. My gift is more, I'm able to, as I say, I'm a fixer, but I have a gift where I can kind of read a person and be able to tell them some things that they, don't, that they know but they don't articulate.
1: Wow. Okay. Now, how does one actually find themselves in this role? How did you begin? What, what brought you to actually um, helping people in relationships?
2: It's if, if not that I was found. I, for, for as long as I can remember, my girlfriends would always ask me, I would always tell somebody about themselves, and they would think I was being smart or rude or crass. It would always be accurate. So when I was younger, we I just think they started with me being smart-mouthed. As I got older and I started to understand, it was genuinely a gift. So I would be able to look at a situation or I'd be able to talk to a person and be able to read them. And then as I matured and as I went through more life lessons and more relationships myself, I got to understand the the gift of my gift. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, I see. You actually had an opportunity to apply it and see some results. So so give us an example um, of some of the things that um, you could help people with or how you began your process of um, helping folks with dating.
2: Um, it would first start off that my girlfriend would ask me to meet a guy to tell me if he the one. Um, I would tell my friends exactly what rules <laughs> they follow. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, whoa. If he's the one, I mean they went right there to if he Period. is the one. That's a lie. Like
2: it's it is a lie. But I would Do a always,
1: conversation or you would actually it would meet be a this
2: conversation. Person. I would meet I would wow. meet them or talk to them. But the rule has always been and will always be if a man does not like me immediately he has something to hide. <laughs> And it's been proven with several different scenarios. I ask questions that the average person cannot ask. Um, I mean, and I, I'm always was blunt. Again, this was before I understood my gift. So I had a friend whose boyfriend always hated me. It came down to a tea that I was at one of my other friend's house, and the her sister was in the kitchen cooking, and I said, "Well, your house, their house got broken into." I said, well, "Where's your man?" She said, oh, he has a halo on his leg. I said, well, I know somebody's man that got a halo. Is his name such and such? She
0: said, yes. I
2: said, "With the song from such and such? Yes. I said, let me call her. So (laughs) literally I called her, you know, the rest. But, Um, yeah, so that's one of the things That just sounds like trouble. I
1: mean, (laughs) that doesn't sound like a resolved relationship there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Again, that was before I understood my gift.
1: Uh-huh, okay.
2: <laughs> but for the resolve, there's been women who really genuinely were in love and did not understand how to express that love or how to accurately get a man. Um, mm-hmm. And they would do too much. I don't know if you've ever seen a woman who does too much, and then you get uninterested.
0: Right. And they right. took
2: the mystery out of dating. They took the fun out of getting to know someone, and they were too eager for a title without even earning that title.
1: A title. What what are you talking about, a title?
2: You know, everybody says I want to be a girlfriend or a wife. Everyone wants that title. They they don't want to just be friends. You want to get out of the friend box, the friend zone. You want to get to the girlfriend or the wife or engaged, but they don't know how to go through the processes to get to those
0: other steps.
1: Okay. And so you're actually saying that, there are women who are, are tired of just being that single person and are just Correct. going out there trying to erase that, that um, box that they've been put into as the, the single friend and just trying to, you know, now being in a relationship just because. Correct. Hmm. Okay. Yes. L- let me ask a question. When, when you're working with people, is it always the woman that you're giving advice to or is it also the man as well?
2: So I deal with
1: men and women. Okay. So, you know, it must be pretty um, difficult to have this conversation with someone that you've just met that talks about these harmful characteristics that they may have that may be impeding uh, their dating uh, and their ability to develop relationships. How do you find that, and how do you start to address it?
2: Um, When we first start talking, everybody, if a person has seen me whisper, everybody at that point is eager. So they're yelling, do me, do me, which is taking taking them down where they're trying to give me the tough days or the tough vibe. And then when I do read them lightly and I say who they are or what they are, then they're in shock. And they're actually more receptive to hear what I have to say at that moment. Um, But, again, it depends on the person and what they want out of dating. And that's one of my key phrases. And I ask people, what exactly do you want? When a person comes to me, if you don't know what you want, I can't necessarily help you. I have some clients that literally don't know how they're worth. They don't know their worth as a single entity. So how can you go into being dealing with someone if you don't know who you are by yourself? I have women who, and men who want to progress to the next step of being married and don't know how to do that. I have married couples who love each other but don't know how to heal from the scenarios that were before them or that they're currently going through. So I deal with a lot of different facets of relationships.
1: Well, let's talk about uh, the type of relationship that a lot of people are in. Um, People who are in long-term relationships who maybe will break up for two or three days or a couple of weeks, and then they're back together again, and it's been going on for years and years and years. What do you do for someone who's in a situation like that?
2: In those scenarios, I actually tell – I have a philosophy called the dying process. The dying process is a two-part process because it works different ways. But I normally, if you are constantly breaking up with someone over and over and over again, that is a negative cycle. You are going to continue to do that. That's not healthy for you. That's not healthy for them. And what it does is it messes you up for other relationships that you have in your life because you're training yourself that the way to deal with the problem is to run or cut someone off. So I don't really entertain those. If you're going to do it, you break up. One or two breaks up is normal, but a continual pattern of this, you now take this to your work. So if you're at work and your boss tells you to do something, you have an attitude, you choose not to speak to anyone for three days. That's completely immature and unappropriate. So I don't condone relationships of that magnitude. If your children see that, they then pick up that habit and then they carry it on. You understand what I'm saying?
1: hmm Absolutely. So I
2: don't I don't agree with that. I, I tell a lot of people, if you're going to continue this, you're causing a very unhealthy behavior for yourself and your friends and your family and then the people around you stop to denote and don't think that your relationship is as serious as you say it is. So if you get engaged to this guy if you've broken up with 15 times, no one takes you seriously. No one's decided for you. No one's happy. Right. You're mad and angry because you're thinking everyone should be ecstatic. Or when you post on Facebook, I'm really done this time. And you get a lot of, oh, you know, chill out and just, you know, like the rude comments. You're angry because no one's taking you serious. So you're like the child that called what.
1: Now uh, we're we're in the DMV. You're in this area, right? I am. Now there's a lot of um, dating going on, and it's very rampant, very fast-paced and a lot of people get their feelings hurt because you know everyone's trying to settle and keep up with that you know other you know friend close friend or someone in their family who's just gotten married and people sort of Mm -hmm. go after uh, these relationships with a a fury that's just causes a lot of hurt and pain how do you deal with some of the baggage that people have from Feeling um, disrespected and hurt in relationships,
2: um, I came from that myself, and the one thing that I had to realize is that you got you have to accept the fact that you were hurt. Most people think because there's this age, old age adage that if you to get over one person you get underneath another. Mm. and that's what we've been doing, and we need to stop that. Um, I own a dating agency, D M V Live Connections. And with me owning it, it's very, very funny because I am very, very particular about the way that I accept my clients, men or women. And people think that, oh, you should just be accepting everybody. I can't because I know what I'm offering. So if I Mm. say, do you just want a date? Let me know that. Again, it's what you really, really want and what you are able to handle. A lot of women say that they can handle... I can handle just dating. They don't even understand what dating is. So I continually tell women dating means decide, associate, test, evaluate. Men have this down to a science, and they get it. Men, You're a man. You date. If you're dating, you date Mary, you date Betty, you date Sue, you date Paula. It doesn't mean you're sleeping with them. It means you are literally dating those women to decide, who you want to be with. You associate yourself in a certain environment to to see if they are adequate enough. You're testing each one of those females in a different scenario to see what it is, and then you take the time out and you evaluate who you would like to go on with. Women are not doing that. They are competing for one man because that's all they see because everybody wants someone tall. Everybody wants someone that makes six figures. Everybody wants someone that drives a nice car. But you have no clue as to what that type of man needs, requires, and has to have to maintain those things. So you're all chasing after one guy when there's a guy who's 5'7", hardworking, and will love you. But because he's not tall, you don't want him. Hmm. And now healing from scenarios prior
1: to. Now you're kind of bringing into place something that's really important, um, and it's really old. And I don't understand why women haven't figured this out by now. the The list have got to go. The the Physical. list of the criteria of what you think that you need or want or what you said to yourself when you were 14 years old in your diary that this is the kind of man I'm going to have. That that's it really does. got to go. Yeah.
2: It does. I have one of the things I tell my clients is you get your non-negotiables list. Your non-negotiables is only five things. It cannot Mm. be five things. Everyone's like, that's not true. The Bible says be specific, this, that, and the other. And I always tell people it is true. If you just have five things, you know those, those are things you can easily see when that person does it. You know what I mean? If you don't want a guy that's rude, if he calls you at 1130 at night, oh, this is rude, and you guys are just dating and you don't really talk to him often, you won't tolerate that. But if your list mm. is um, funny, charismatic, charming, rude, handsome, um, good jeans, good nice hair, pretty eyes, uh, extra white teeth, um, dimple on the left side, you know, you know what I
0: mean?
2: God fearing church going, um, um goes to Bible study. Also will be in ministry with me traveling to the Easter Sunday fest. You know what I'm saying? Like they get right. very, 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 no one's going to do all that because you can request it, but you don't go to church every Sunday.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: how can you ask for him to go to church every Sunday?
1: You know, and and here's something else to you. you. You have that when women have these lists, they keep trying to find a pliable man that they can make into their dream guy, but they mm-hmm. they really end up, you know, emasculating someone and causing damage because the guy truly loves them or is really attracted to them and puts up with it for a while, but then he right. starts to look for all those key factors from the next woman that might be leading him down that same path of that horror story he just left.
2: Right. That One of the things, too, is the men in this area, because I think the women, I'm giving the women, they're probably like, whoa, she's not on our side. The men in this <laughs> area, have, they understand the shortage, and they understand their role, and they also understand how to manipulate the game. Mm-hmm. So now... You know, a guy knows exactly what to say because most of the women in this area, it's just like three categories, and everyone has the same one. Either you're extremely successful and no kids, you're a single mother, or you are just a woman that, you know, is real, real pretty and been married or married, and you're still inquisitive as to know what's outside. And those men understand that. So they know that if you're married, your husband's hardworking, he's always at work, you might be missing out on the attention that you got when you were dating. They know how to talk to her. They know how to talk to the single mother. They know how to talk to a woman with no kids and successful. They've learned how to play on that because there's such a plethora of that. So the women, we all seek and want attention because that's normal. But the men in this area have gotten very good with manipulating the women to think what they want to hear. Do you make, Does that make sense?
1: Oh, well, yeah. It sounds like predators to me. Why, when there's so many women out there that are single, would a man look to a woman who is not in the game, who is out there just, you know, a mother, a wife? Yeah, I, you know, I I don't get that. But, you know, those kind of things to me are – I don't know how to describe it, but it frustrates me a lot because a a lot of my friends were the same way. And – You know, you kind of explained it to me, they do it because they can, but still, you know, how do you undo the damage when someone is out there and you've identified, and and we're going to talk about, too, some of these problems that you identify in people and, and the kind of advice you would give them to sort of begin to fix those things and to first notice them within themselves and then address them. How do you go about that? Is there an example you could give me?
2: First and foremost, the moment that we love ourselves, a lot of us, and I was one, I did not love myself. Mm. So when I did not love myself, I would do anything to myself. You know what I mean? Like if you don't love you, you don't understand that something is wrong or it's not right. The moment that you fall in love with yourself, is the moment that what you will and won't tolerate will change.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Period. Because at that point, if you love your children, if you love your mother, everyone loves their mother, you would never put your mother in harm's way if you genuinely love and respect your mother. You wouldn't. Right. When you don't love yourself and you don't have self-respect, you will do anything.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So what I tell most of my clients before we do anything is Tell me what you love about yourself And I don't want to hear I love my eyes I love the way I walk in the room That's not true that's not, that's not I want to know what you love about yourself And then tell me about yourself And do you know that that is one of the hardest questions That most of my clients And the most that cannot answer it You will be surprised Is males
1: Hmm. Wow. And why do you think that is?
2: Men are taught from an early age not to show emotions, not to cry, not to do certain things. So everything is based off of what you accomplish, kind of, to a man. So if you have a good job, you have no kids, you have a nice car, you own a home, you are an amazing man. And that's what Mm. they'll say they love. I love my hard work. I love my dedication. I love my consistency. Those are the Mm. things that they've prided themselves in to do. But if you ask him what does he love about himself? He genuinely can't tell you about himself if he hasn't taken the time to know himself. Right. Women get on the cusp of it because we have to battle it a little bit more. But most men
1: don't know. Hmm. Yeah, that's really something. Um, Tell us a little bit about what most men, and, and then I want you to address this as well with women, what most men really don't know about dating and trying to find a real relationship through that process
2: it's a daytime pretty and a nighttime pretty. Most men that I've come into counter with are looking for trophies.
0: Mm.
2: As they get older, it changes. It changes as they get older. In their youth and in their plethora, they get really good women and they dog them and they hurt them and they jack them up the women for when they get ready to meet they meet an amazing man five years later. Mm
0: hmm.
2: So the the features that you're looking for are mostly made up. And the trophy women understand that they're trophies and they have a high price tag. And that's why most men get hurt by the trophy woman in the end. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. they don't want to Betty Sue might be a little thick but she's hardworking, she's loyal, she will love you through and through. They don't want that at the time. They want the trophy, they get hurt, and then they want to date a regular one. But right. the regular one at that point is like, I don't know, because they know them off of who they were before.
0: Hmm. And wow. it's hard.
2: People change, but you have to see their change. And when they change their level of change is also equated by who they're around. Wow. So, again, you say that, all, you know, birds of a feather flock together. If, if all your girls are doing something, everyone assumes that you're doing it too.
0: So right. if all your
2: mans and them cheat, don't don't think that they're not going to think that you cheat. Doesn't mean that you do. It just means that you're grouped by association.
1: So tell us what do you think women really should know about dating and their attempts to find true love in relationships and, and dating in the dating process itself?
2: Everyone's going to be mad at me, but stop thinking that every man you meet is your husband,
0: especially in the (laughs) African
2: American community. Seriously. In the African American community, If he does three things that we think our husband should do, we're like, in the name of Jesus, that's my husband. Stop thinking that. Relax, relate, and enjoy. Go with the flow. Be his friend. Be his friend. Not his friend with benefits. Be his friend. There was someone before you, the day he met you, he was talking to a woman or may have slept with a woman 48 hours before he met you. You know what I mean? There's mm. always someone before you. Mhm. But understand that. We all go in thinking my milkshake is so much better than hers. I you know it, no. Just chill out and really understand that you're just dating. When once women understand that dating because you're a man, men are dogs. All men are dogs, not necessarily bad dogs. Good dogs, they're just dogs. They like to hunt. Every man likes to hunt. They like to get it. They like to claim it. When you're dating, you're dealing with someone, you like to call her. You like to pursue her. You like to hear her voice when you, you know, think of her in the morning. That's how most men say they know they're in love with a woman. When they wake up in the morning and that's the first person on their mind. When they go to sleep and that's the last person. When they're missing her during the middle of the day. When they can't stop thinking about her. But if you're calling every 15 minutes, he doesn't get a chance to miss you. If you're so, on social media taking pictures of yourself all day, <laughs> he definitely doesn't get a chance to miss you either.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that. You know, social media has changed the dynamic, and and it's caused a lot of miscommunication and, you know, Ooh. wrong signals. And it, it's really... Becoming a barrier to people being honest and true with one another, and and that's really what it takes to develop a, a long term relationship that can lead to marriage. Tell us, how, how do you help people to cope with that?
2: Well, it's funny. Um, I I'm not really a, I'm social media for business, but I don't really believe in it. I mean, I have social media, but it's very very funny because it's phony. And when I say that, people get very upset. I was at a conference the other week, and I had to tell women and men, social media is propaganda. Mm-hmm. The reason being, you look at a person who takes photos. Instagram has filters. Now iPhones has filters. Android has filters. You're looking at someone in a black and white, Misty Rain mist. She looks, He <laughs> or she looks amazing. Then you see them in person, and you walk past them, and they're like, here I am. And you're like, oh, wow. It's not real. If you're at the club taking 99 photos, you're not having fun.
0: Mm, you know what I mean? Right, How right. are you having
2: fun? If you're popping that many bottles, you're drinking, you're dancing, you have that much time to toast. Take a photo while you're toasting. Upload it. Then leave a hashtag. You're <laughs> not having that much fun. Life right. does not equate that he likes you. I have a lot of women who think that if men go through their pages and like their photos, that that guy likes them. That's not necessarily what it means. Most men who really like a woman don't like their photos. i say I've learned that. But a lot of women do believe that that means he likes her.
1: Mm. Wow. Because that's what it says.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, exactly you know what it says.
1: You know, another problem is even with um, with Facebook and Twitter and other means of communication, the communication leaves a person to interpret what they read, and an emoticon is not going to is not going to really define the statement for you. Uh, People are communicating and misreading and getting their feelings hurt over standard comments. And, and I, you know, you say you don't do social media, but I hear about it all the time, and people are just immersed in this. And and this, there's certain rules, there's a, a an etiquette to social media that really shouldn't even exist, to tell you the truth. But
2: it, it these are- I have a I have Facebook. I have a personal Instagram. I do. Um, my boyfriend is not on my page. You know. Um, well, we we don't really post photos but i've gotten I've gotten black for that like i've gotten i've had married women tell me that we're not integrated enough because we don't have photos together on Facebook um <laughs> like I don't know what that means because honestly i i've I've told my friends like why do you think that if you two are on vacation together, there should be a photo of you and him together if I say i'm in Cancun and everyone says tell him I said hi and they knew he was with me like what 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 more does that have to do I've all I'm one of those people that feel like the man that should be on your Facebook page at that point is your husband dating you can get in and out of a relationship every other month You know what, you know what I'm saying so you mm-hmm. got Billy on here one month Bob on here the next month and then you really like Greg and then when you start to really like Greg you then have to go through all these Four thousand photos and delete these other men that have been your boyfriend off your page.
1: Right. That,
2: that's a <laughs> lot to me. That's to
1: yeah, me. yeah, because that—that's your your history right there, <laughs> and a brief history is that. But it shows up as plain as day for anyone to see. For people who are not taking the steps to do just what you said, you know, yeah, it could it could um, really wear on you. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I've seen the effects of it because somebody might be looking through your photos and say, oh, you know, it's very tricky. It's very, very tricky. And I I tell everyone I don't knock all of it. I get it. It's cute. You know, there's some photos. But I just think that when you know that you know and if you get engaged, I think those are the ones that you see the, the pictures and they get the 200 and something likes and everyone is like, wow, because they believe in that relationship. You know, they genuinely Mm. believe in that relationship. And when you know that both people are like-minded and going towards the same thing, it's different. And and the things that they, they do and discuss, it isn't even tolerated. I have a big rule to my women, and I tell them this. Don't look for nothing. You look for something, you'll find it. And when you find it, you'll be upset. So if you're not ready to deal with it, don't look for it.
1: Now, when someone comes to you as a client, you say that they have to play by your rules. They have to follow your rules, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Give us an example of some of the rules that they would have to follow when they're um, your client and you're working with them towards their goal.
2: Well, I don't say have to. I just say you must to get the results that you want, you must follow,
0: mm-hmm. you follow
2: the rules. Um, one of the examples is a woman might want her, husband, her boyfriend, to act correct. Um, the reason I say must is she'll come in, she'll go through a consultation, we'll evaluate her, and she will start to do what I tell her to do. And the man will start to act different. She gets arrogant and is like, oh, I've got this. And then she goes back to her old ways and he goes back to his old ways. Right. right. Versus you following through and coming in now that you got him to do this, now it's time for you to do this and the next and all the steps accordingly. Because if she's doing those steps accordingly, this man is now having the time to evaluate or the woman may be able to say about her husband or you know, her guy, is are we really going in the same step together? Because a certain action causes a certain reaction. Hmm. And you get to be able to decide. Most people who are quick, they just want that quick ultimate fix. So they'll come in for a month, they get the ultimate fix, and then they're th- two months, they're like three months behind from the time that they first came in because they're doing more than they were, that was long the second time around because of the behavior that the guy or woman displayed in that first month.
1: So, well, you, you have a process where it it helps the woman to get the ring is this part of the process?
2: This is one of them. If the woman comes in and wants to get her ring, I ask her. It would go like this: What do you want? She would say, "I want my ring." I would say, "What has been going on?" Um, and she'll tell me. I had one client who the guy saved her. He got her up out of a relationship. He moved her into a house, town apartment, and he lived with. They lived together. Then he moved her into his big house, and they lived together. And she constantly kept saying she wanted to go forward. And he was like, you can't take care of yourself. And she was saying, yes, I can. But I had to explain to her, no, he doesn't see you as a helpmate. He sees you as someone that he saves. So for her Mm. case, Hmm. for her case, I I told her, you need to move out of your home with him, go live with your sister, and buy you a house. Get yourself together, and then within six weeks of you buying a house, he will step up. She did not believe me, but she did, wow. and she is married happily, and owns a home, and they still live in his big house.
1: Wow, that's great! And he that's came a great back story. Three and
2: a half weeks. Yeah, he came back three and a half weeks after she. <laughs> home.
1: Oh wow! And, and let me ask a question because. I don't know how far I want to go into this, but I don't want to share too much about my own personal experience. But anyway, you said six weeks. Why did you pick that number?
2: If a man really loves you, period, and you're Mm -hmm. a man, so you can tell me yes or no, you guys understand that when we start to fix ourselves that we attract amazing things. So prime example, if you're dating someone and she was doing a little bit of reckless stuff and you didn't have to step up to the plate, as a man, but then she starts to take the time out to really fix herself, better herself, focus on her own business goals, her jobs, her schooling, and you love this woman, are you going to A, step up, or B, walk
1: away? Hmm. Absolutely, step up. And, And it's interesting because I went through a process for a long period of time. I think it was almost two years where all of my relationships didn't last any more than six weeks. Because at that point, I knew that this was not the person that I thought I would marry. And that's what I was looking for. I was looking for real relationships.
2: And can I tell you something else about you? I don't know you. We've never met. But you're also very inquisitive and very strategic. So you do everything you do has a purpose behind it, everything. You don't just do things for the spur. They have to benefit you or add to you or bring value to you in some sort of purpose. That's how you're made up. That's how you've been. So when you go through certain scenarios, whether it's business or relationship, it has to ring and register with you. If not, it won't work for you.
1: Right. And um, there's a point where I see that that process isn't going the way that I'd like and I have to move on. Mm hmm You know, and um, it's interesting. My wife and I, have been married 11 years, but 11 years ago, our first date was by accident. We only dated four weeks before we got engaged and five months before we were married. And it was amazing to me because not only did I make up my mind and commit to my decision very early, so did she. And I thought that was just an amazing thing you know god blessed us with this because i was coming out of a a very very bad relationship at the time as well as in the process of getting divorced and all of these things fell together in such a a short period of time that if you heard the story and you saw what was going on then just like all of our friends you would have said it's never going to work but it has and um (laughs) <laughs> you know we're solid as a rock and it probably goes against a lot of um things you may have heard of your your principles but um sometimes you know things work that way
2: no it that that's not no these most i feel i'm 50/50 if a man knows what he wants when he's dating period not the woman a man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are men that can say, I'm ready for my wife, and they date for that purpose. If that right. man is ready, he will marry whoever it is that he feels is his wife at the time, and it can be done relatively soon. And I always tell women that. Don't compare yourself with Martha who met her husband, and he, they were engaged in six months because that man was ready for a commitment. The man that most women are dealing with, The men that most women in this area are dealing with are not ready to be married immediately.
0: You
1: were ready. Let's talk about, too, the the dating cycle. How does one break themselves out of that when they're ready to be married? Because I believe that a lot of people meet someone who may not be the right one, but is someone close enough to it, but that relationship fails only because they were a habitual dater. And at that time, they continued to do the things that they would normally do. But then when that person's gone, only then do they realize that they've sort of made a mistake. They let someone go that was special.
2: It depends on the age bracket, I will say that. And it also depends on who is doing the habitualness. Mm. Um, The women... Women are more in tune to settle down way before the guy. You know, like, you can be a habitual dater, but Billy always makes you laugh, and he always calls you and checks up on you every day. So you're like, you start to really get involved with the conversation with Billy. So the conversation with the other guys that you were taking are no longer important because Billy calls, and when Billy calls, your attention is diverted to him. Where if it's the man, she always answers your phone call, she laughs, and she jokes. But when you go outside and you get all that attention and ranting and raving and mans in them are excited, it kind of throws salt in your game. So you really might like her, but it's hard to give up that life. And that's where where it's the men sometimes because it's the man's choice. The man has to choose the woman. The women most of the time will slow down and they'll be there. That's why you have a woman who was like, I've been here for five years and he still hasn't asked me. Mm -hmm. The women will slow down. It's the men. And the men constantly think that the grass is greener on the other side. Constantly. Until they get about 34, 35. And then they're like, whoa, it's not what I thought. It's not the same. It's different. And then at that point they're getting a lot of women who are bitter, who have been hurt, who have never been healed from their hurt, who are just really messed up. And it's very, very difficult.
1: It is. Uh, You know, I was out there dating for just a short period of time um, after my my first marriage. And one of the things which I've always had a problem with is women actually seeing me for who I am and believing me. (laughs) <laughs> that this is the guy I am. This is not game. I'm being open and honest with you, but y- you think it's all fake. And those mm-hmm. type of women would always turn me off because I'd give them a minute. But if you couldn't see me for who I am, and especially if you treated me like someone else from your past and start mm-hmm. applying, you know, things that they've done to my life and trying to compare, Correct. that was the end, end of it uh-huh. for me. I just could not... I could not deal with someone else's mistakes knowing who I am.
2: But see, listen to what you keep saying. You know who you are. Mm -hmm. So if we were to put five men on this phone right now and they are telling us that they know what they are, but we start to talk about the women that they're dealing with, you can honestly tell that they don't know who they are. One of my biggest things that I tell all my clients is you are a reflection of who you date who your boyfriend is, who your husband is, Mm. who who you are a reflection of that person. Period. Point blank. Period. When people really understand that, if you're a successful CEO and you make seven figures, but your boyfriend is sitting on your couch, that's how you really feel about yourself. Wow. Because you don't
0: keep, think
2: about it. You, go, you know what I mean? You're not mm-hmm. going to be doing all of those amazing things and your man is in on the house playing a video game. There's no way. Even if a man is driven, if that's not his wife and she doesn't have their kids and, you know, he's not like stay at home. <laughs> no. Work. Do what you have to do. Make your money. Be successful. You are a representation of whom you deal with. Period point blank you don't see jay-z and beyonce both work hard both make albums he bought the droids she bought iphone barack and michelle both work hard went to school he's running the world she's ruling running around getting doing all these things with the um, natural foods and empowering children and families you know what i'm saying always 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 bill and hillary clinton he was going for president now she's going for president Reflection. Donald Trump, Irena Trump. He owns his empire. She makes shoes. David Beckham. You, know, you got it. And Victoria Beckham. Reflections. Will and Jada. Reflections. Reflections.
1: Now, it, it seems harder, though, for a woman to find uh, a reflection of herself as far as what she sees in a man as well as a man to be able to find a woman who is at his level who he doesn't feel threatened by. Talk about that.
2: There are a lot lot of good men in this area. If everybody would close their eyes, (laughs) I'm being honest, if you took off your curb appeal factor, you would be surprised at what's out there. There are men that make seven figures and you would not know it because they're not the way that women in this area perceive their husband should look. I was at an event last week. There were good men in the building, except everybody wanted the man that was tall in the corner.
0: Hmm.
2: There are men out here.
0: Now,
1: they're just so not looking at them. What, what do you do to re-educate women or to really you know, break away what the media has told them they should have and what happiness is all about and how to go about getting it.
2: It's funny. You've got, you got to get them in a room first, <laughs> and you got to get them to, like, relax. And then as you get them to relax and they get to have a moment where they can self-reflect and see some of the things that they do wrong, then they're like, wow. Then you put a good quality of men in the room that are outside of their norm. But have good posture, good good character, good poise. They know how to articulate. They can put on a suit. They can walk with you into a building. They, they have their own security clearance. They don't need yours. Then they're like, "Wow, amazing!" But you have to put them in a room. You have to get them together, and they have to see those things.
1: Well, give us an example. Speak to these women, and and let's just hear the type of advice you would give them to be able to get them on track in this process?
2: One of the things I want to tell to whatever woman is listening at this point, ladies, understand that, again, you are what you attract. So if you want to meet a man who is of substance, believe and understand you are of substance yourself. Don't walk into a room being phony. Walk into a room being confident in yourself as a woman and knowing whom you are, understanding that the energy that you give out will attract an amazing individual to you. He may not be 6'5", but... He may be able to talk to you and be able to be there and befriend you to build towards what you're looking for and who he is in his spirit or who he is as a provider and who he is as a hard worker will be way taller than 6'5".
1: Yeah, so I, what I hear you saying, to you is you may not find Mr. Right right away, but get yourself closer to by associating yourself, you know, over and over and over again with good people that build upon the things that you appreciate about men as well as helping you to gain that poise and release some of that baggage to be able to hold a conversation without having um, a flashback that will totally, you know, blow up the spot just because someone said something that someone else in your past has said that hurt you. But, yeah, I, I get that, and um, and that is a process in itself. It's breaking some some bad habits, and um, you know, getting away from the game and these rules that women have made up that they think empowers them, but actually sort of um, segments them away from um, true relationships.
2: Right, and and one thing I always tell people too is this: a red a red light, a sign. And just being bitter are two totally different things. So if someone is disrespectful, by no means continue to date him. You know what I mean? That, like if someone does something that you know, and it was a genuine character trait of something that happened in your past, that's different. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want you people to understand the difference of that. If if you're, if, but again, when you start to love yourself, I can tell you for a fact, when I did not love myself, I kept attracting the same type of man. Oh, the same one. It just was in a different shape, different size, and a different job. But it was the same man at the end of the day. The moment that I genuinely fell in love with myself, the men that approach me now, the men that even talk to me now, the men that even look, look, that even acknowledge me certain ways are all together. They have themselves together. And they're like, are you trying to be married? What are you doing? What do you want? They all ask the exact same thing. They all, they all, they do. But I, too, have dated a bunch of – I dated losers. I dated bad guys. I'm a single mother. I know what it's like. I know what it's like. But I had to go through that. I was married. I'm married for the wrong reasons. I didn't know my worth. I didn't know who I was as a woman. I didn't know how to love myself. I have been there. But once I genuinely started to love myself, things happened between career, relationship, everything you just start to attract a different type of thing.
1: Now, with guys, it's a little different. I mean, most men after a while um, sort of build up a paranoia once they've been successful, and they see all the pitfalls of a a woman that could just come in and and tear down their empire. So a lot of them are are very cautious as well about meeting someone who is – genuine as well as trying to find someone who is a good mate and partner so tell us a little bit about how you prepare men for that search as well
2: what i do tell men is that they have to understand what a man is and what a woman is most of the men that have come to me have not been taught how to be a man So it's very difficult for some men to even understand that they're a provider. You are creating that empire so that you can be able to provide for your children, that you can be able to provide for your wife. Once you – we, in our culture, we have to teach what the marriage is about and understand that the man is the head of the household. And there are so many different things that I do have to tell men because even in some of our courses with the men, we have men who are married do some of the teaching also because they actually are more receptive to the men. They hear me, but when they see the example of an amazing man that is married, is successful, does take care of his wife, isn't cheating, they're like, wow. But again, if you're dealing with someone who has what you have, that kind of can take those that nervousness down. So a lot of times men the pretty girl that they are really after, that does not mean that there are not beautiful women out here that are successful because there are. But most of the time, because you guys are very physical, and, very, you know, you look at this woman who has a big butt, beautiful breasts, pretty hair, nice eyes, you, you like that. She may not necessarily be where you would like for her to be. And the way that you meet a person, too, dictates a lot. If you mm-hmm. meet a person at a club if you, versus meeting someone at a grocery store or an event, this black tie, invite only, you, there are certain ways if you meet a person is one reason why guys ask whether they do towards her until they get to know who she
1: is. Right. Hmm. And
2: I get it. I'm not objecting to being protective. I understand it. But I think that, too, a lot of the times women have added to this. You cannot ask a man to be paying your bills and don't expect for them to think you're a gold digger. I say this every week. You can't get mad at him for thinking that of you. You can't. If you're asking him to pay your bills, if you're asking him to do this, that, and the other, and he treats you as such, he paid for service. He got his service. Mm-hmm. He did what you was supposed to do. You cannot be mad at him. You cannot be mad at the way that he carries it because he's only doing what you allow him to do. Be a man.
1: Wow. So tell us a little bit about your um, your consulting as well as your your um, your dating company as well.
2: Um, Date Whisper is we as a relationship consulting firm. We deal from people who are single to people who are married to a woman or man who has been married for years. They got a divorce, and we do image rebranding. We get you back out there, give you a makeover, fix you, let you heal from what you've been going through, and then we slowly introduce you and give you the tips on how to date. That's all provided under Date Whisper. We also do ladies' night out where we can come to your house, you know, all the girls can come together, have an amazing time talking about guys and girlfriends and just different things like that. That's Date Whisper. DMV Live Connection wow. is a dating agency that for the men we have a registration fee of $300, um, and they have to be 30 years or older, established in their careers. We do an extensive background check. If you're divorced, we have to see all your paperwork. And if you tell us what we, we're looking for our wife, we match you with like-minded individuals. The women pay their fees, two ninety-nine. dollars They register. And when they register for theirs, they um, all women we don't accept. Um, the reason we don't accept that, every woman that comes into our, that asked to join us we do have men who are congressmen that are on our roster we have men who are doctors lawyers our office is based out of DC so we have some very high intel clients and I, we don't want them to lose their their things messing with a woman who just wants to date a, a wealthy guy so we're very very stringent on who we allow to come into the agency and what we offer and if they tell us they want to meet their husband we match you so it's kind of like the millionaire matchmaker but in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia.
1: So um, tell us, what, what's your success rate? How many um, marriages have you actually put together?
2: Um, with date whisper marriages, we are probably at about every woman that has asked for her ring, she's gotten it. Really? Um, <laughs> really. Really. And, we, really, <laughs> it's, really. and if, if some of them are willing to speak, it's so funny, but they'll tell their story. Um, and there's been some... The marriages, I want to say we're about 50-50 because I've told some people that that's not their husband, but they just wanted their ring. Oh, really? Yeah, but they just wanted the ring. So, mm.
1: they, you know, we
2: got from what they paid for. With wow. DMV Live Connections, we just recently opened DMV Live Connections, so we haven't had any marriages
1: from DMV Live Connections yet. Mm-hmm. And what makes DMV Live Connections you think a little different than maybe some other um, dating agencies out there?
2: We put you with real people. We actually have you go through, we also service concierge service. Um, if you are a busy CEO, busy executive, we can plan your date for you, have car service pick you up, take you where you want. You also get the opportunity to know, be able to work with people to actually get what you want to get the marriage and to be like-minded, to be able to know that the person you're talking to is real, they exist, and that they're safe. You know, oftentimes catfish is a huge show because people are saying they're one thing and they're really not. So we do all the work and back, you know, check and make sure that they're who they say they are and that they want what they say they want.
1: Wow. It sounds like you've got quite the staff there to be able to pull that off.
2: it's It's coming together we we're getting we're, more and more doors are opening, so we're gonna be doing some more hiring in January, but yes, it's coming together.
1: Wow, well, wow. it sounds pretty amazing um and you know t i gotta I gotta admit it's been really good talking with you, and we we have to have you back on again, I think next time around we ought to bring some of your um couples on and maybe even some people okay. that you're working with, yeah, okay. yeah, really appreciated it and um. You did give your website real quick?
2: Yes, it's Um, We've just got some sponsors and endorsers, so we actually are changing the format, but everything is being updated and put on there as we speak. So the website is www.datewhisperth.com. You can follow us on Instagram at TH and we're on... Facebook at Tia Hill, the Date Whisperer
1: of D.C. All right. Thank you, Tia. Really appreciate it. Love having you on, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Special thanks to our producer, Michael, I'm Michael Fordham, and special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardiman. And before you go, here's a little something to take with you. of what becomes of you.